Board Gaming with Education, a podcast for anyone curious about how games and education mix. We explore various topics like game-based learning, gamification, and board games, and the impacts they have on learning. Here's your host, Dustin Statz. Coming up, we have another interview episode of Board Game with Education. Before we get into the episode, I want to share with you that our holiday special, our promotion, is live on our website, boardgamewitheducation.com. There are several different levels for you to check out for some free offers or discounts on your purchase. We have free shipping, a free gift, sponsored by 25th Century Games, the Christmas Lights card game. Check it out on our site. Again, boardgamewitheducation.com. Welcome to another interview episode of Board Game with Education. I am thrilled to be joined by, and I'm hopefully I can say this right, Mike de Greff from Belgium. He is a game designer, and he is learning how to maybe interning in the mental health field. And we'll talk about the reason why, because it is very much related to the topic we're going to talk about today. And Mike, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit more and giving our guests a little bit more about you. Yeah, thank you for having me first. Uh, well, I'm a 46-year-old or young uh, man. I have a nice girlfriend and I live in Belgium. For the people who doesn't know where Belgium is, uh, that's West Europe. Well, I love to play paddle. There's some kind of uh, tennis squash thing. And uh, like everybody, like to listen to music, watching movies, and of course, playing board games with my best friends. And important, uh, I have bipolar disorder. Um, also, I tell my life story before classes, how it is to have bipolar disorder. I do also volunteering work for different organizations like Ups and Downs. That's an organization in Belgium who helps people with bipolar disorder. And I give Dutch lessons to immigrants and give computer lessons to elder people. I think that's a lot, Dustin, to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. That's really admirable, yeah. some of the things you do. And uh, it seems like you wear a lot of hats, too. I'm excited to chat more about your game and also mental health and the board game hobby because I think that's important to a topic to discuss and for everyone in the hobby to be aware about. But before we get there, you said you like to play a lot of board games. So can we start with a, I didn't prep you for this question. So what are some <laughs> of your favorite board games right now? Uh, for the moment, uh, I like to play uh, still Seven Wonders. Uh, Seven Wonders uh, is a game with a lot of friends and uh, that's fine. Uh, also, Mage Knights, that's a, a little bit harder game. Uh, we play a lot of lot different games. Uh, it's on uh, websites. Uh, and uh, with COVID, it's uh, important to stay distant. So with the websites, uh, we can still see each other. Right. Yeah, there's some awesome, awesome resources out there now, especially that or have grown more popular since the pandemic, like um, boardgamearena.net, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, and Board Game Arena, we use that one to uh, stay in touch and play board games. Right, and that's a free one for the most part. I mean, there there is a membership, but most of the games are free on there, which is really awesome. 
Yeah, you can play for free, and if you have a membership, you can start the games. Okay. I knew there was, and I think maybe there's no waiting for games, because sometimes you have to wait for, mm -hmm. quote-unquote, the table to be available. I don't know if yeah, that's like that's a server true. thing, but before we get into talking about Bipolar, the deck builder game, what was one time that you had learned something either through playing a game or through playing games in general? Well, that's uh, already a long time ago. I first remembered I was playing Magic the Gathering. I think most of the people know it's a card game. Uh, and I learned there to analyze deeply, uh, interact with complex situations and making new decks. Uh, but more, I was then in time an introvert guy. And it took a lot of courage to me to talk to the people and uh, exchanged cards and also, but the most important was that I improved my English a lot thanks to Magic the Gathering. And even my teacher of English noticed it. That's awesome. I, I love those stories. And I, I'm probably a little biased where I hear people that have improved their language through playing a game because it's it's huge. It's, it's something called communicative-based teaching where the goal of learning the language is by the outcome, wanting to use the language to play Magic the Gathering. And one thing you said that I didn't really realize, and I'm thinking about my experience was through trading card games when I played like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh growing up and you trade with other people and you have to learn how to navigate those social situations and negotiate your cards. I know <laughs> as a kid, maybe you make some pretty poor trades sometimes, but um, I think that's really important it's part of learning too so how does the hobby of board games interrelate with your life and career well uh, like i said sometimes i tell my life story before classes uh, so uh, how is to have bipolar disorder and and uh, then after that we play the card game i made together with the audience uh, after doing that couple of times I decided to follow a course as experience worker in the mental health uh, to improve my skills to help people with mental problems and uh, so you can say that designing my card game influenced a career switch oh wow so the designing the game came I guess later so you decided to pursue your career because you wanted to or you had designed the game and then you wanted to pursue this career in the mental health field yeah that's right so uh, after uh, giving some classes uh, and and showing my experience uh, how it is to have bipolar disorder uh, i got a lot of positive feeling about it. it gave me positive energy and i saw also that the people uh, got a lot of uh, feedback and a lot of uh, more knowledge about the disease. And you said you give classes. Are these, uh, I guess, informational classes about bipolar disorder? Yes, that is it. So before, for example, students, uh, nurses, uh, uh, teachers, psychologists, uh, for different classes. Super awesome. And then how did you, you said you decided to first get into game design to help share the experience of bipolar disorder and how did or how did that idea of designing this game come about 
So I was thinking a couple of years of designing board games. I had some friends who uh, built a nice game and I was jealous because it was really, really nice. Um, but like uh, a lot of uh, good ideas of board games uh, designers, they, they got uh, in my head, but never came out. But at the moment in my life, I needed to be hospitalized in a mental health hospital to recover from a manic episode. And there we have different sorts of therapy, uh, like exercise, psychoeducation, but we also had creativity therapy. And one of the therapists saw that I played a lot of board games. So she decided to let us make our own simple board game, like for example, uh, Snake Tales version. And uh, there were some nice games made in a short time, but we had normally three hours to make it, but I got to work on it for three years. So a little bit longer than uh, expected. <laughs> yes, it's a lot longer than three hours. <laughs> Not sure about the math there, but something like, I don't know, a thousand times more. <laughs> awesome. So you created a bipolar card game. What is the game exactly? Well, bipolar, the card game, that's the name, is a simple educational deck builder card game. Well, it's an attempt to simulate life dealing with bipolar disorder. So by bipolar disorder, you have the highs and the lows. The manic and depressed episodes a person with bipolar disorder can have. Then you as player will take up the role of a bipolar person. And then you will face certain real life triggers that will lead to several bipolar T-Simpsons. Then by gathering experience, you learn to write journals, visit location and acquire the right help to deal with these symptoms. And then towards the end of the game, you will even be able to overcome crisis situation. And that's as in short, but it's, uh, it's a nice game with a lot of educational parts. That's awesome. And it is a pretty serious topic. So how did, I guess, why did you design it? And maybe could you also speak to how you decided to incorporate this topic and also being considerate of maybe the sensitive side of these issues? Well, the reason I designed it was I had some reasons. Uh, The first one was to explain the bipolar disorder to people. Uh, I do this through showing the triggers and symptoms. And I want also to make it uh, debatable. And uh, I want also to break taboos uh, and show to people, bipolar people, that there are some possibilities uh, for therapy, people, places where you can uh, get help. That's the reason because uh, why I designed it. But like you said, it's not easy to make a game uh, and keep in mind the sensitive con- considerations uh, because mental health is very uh, difficult to translate in a game. Uh, first, I worked together with some therapists and psychologists to be very accurate to retrieving the correct information. And I talked a lot with fellow surfers uh, and I got a lot of information, feedback from them. 
so people with bipolarness uh, and people who are specialized in it. That was a very hard uh, part. But uh, after that, I searched for a game mechanic and I tested some out, uh, some versions. And uh, I got some advice from some follow designers through Facebook and also through your uh, Facebook uh, site group. And uh, they said to me, make a deck builder from it. And I tried it and it gives uh, a good result. Uh, because it gives you a constructive and positive feeling. And I, and that was the thing I wanted to create. And also you improve your own progress, a feeling I wanted to put in the game. And then there was another important part was the design. For the design, I used simple icons that information shown in a neutral way as possible. So I wouldn't offend anybody, at least as possible. And then as last, I tested the game a lot, first with fellow surfers and then with the average gamer. Wow, that's, a, I think, a very great blueprint that you kind of described there for managing the design of an issue like this is looking at first the specific group, right, and talking to them and trying to get as much accurate information and as well as understanding that group's particular feelings or, I guess, kind of challenges surrounding that issue. Yeah, and I also like that you decided to go with the deck builder one because I love deck builders, but also I love how in the game you have different, I guess if I remember, like coping mechanisms. And as you build your deck, you kind of grow and learn these coping me mechanisms that helps you get a build a better deck, which is, a, I guess, maybe an accurate portrayal of how coping mechanisms can help in these... Uh, people maybe with mental health challenges. Yeah, it's a positive, positive way to improve your deck and you have also a positive feeling afterwards. So uh, what are some challenges? Uh, where the most challenge was to make a balance between the fun and the serious topic game. So uh, that wasn't easy because you, I had a lot of critic uh, from some persons, not all, that you couldn't make a board game about a mental health topic. But most of the people who were uh, bipolar uh, said it was a great idea. But some people thought you cannot mix fun with a serious topic game. That was a difficult uh, challenge for me to make a balance uh, between fun and serious. And uh, benefits for me for uh, the board game hobby and um, mental uh, health was uh, it creates connections. It's uh, a teaching tool and also makes socializing easy. Because when you're sick, it's not so evident to socialize with somebody. And uh, it's also accessible to uh, everybody. And uh, playing board games, it changes also create creativity and self-confidence. And that's also uh, important when somebody is ill to recover. 
Awesome. And what would you say is one thing you consider important for players to understand about mental health? Well, for me, the most important is talking about the mental health problems you have to the right people, of course, and or try to listen to people who need it. Uh, for me, it's very important to break taboos and uh, it has many benefits to do so. I find that you can help each other. Awesome. So we're going to move into our final segment. But before we do, do you have any last words for someone maybe that is either suffering from mental health challenges and they want to go into the board game hobby and start playing games? What kind of suggestion might you make for them? Keep uh, positive and I'm certain you will get reach your goal uh, the combination is certainly what would you say were some of the possible. challenges and, and benefits uh, to design the more you game. talk about it uh, the better you will get and there is a lot a lot of people out there on facebook for example different groups like your group who will certainly help you in designing the game you want Awesome. So let's move into our final segment. This is going to be a thumbs up, thumbs down, quick lightning round. I'm going to give you a statement Mm -hmm. and you're going to say thumbs up because you like it or agree with it. Thumbs down because you don't like it or you disagree with it and a brief reason why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. All right, so the first one, you talked about both these on today's episode, so I'm going to create a statement out of it. Deck builders are better than trading card games. Uh, Yes, uh, I think deck builders are better, so thumbs up, uh, because it costs less. (laughs) Trading card games cost cost a lot of more, and uh, deck builders uh, has uh, a longer... uh, uh, fun factor for the same money <laughs> right yeah i think that's the the biggest gripe with trading card games <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna go and keep with this kind of theme so rpgs are better than trading card games mm, that's a difficult one uh i'm going this time for trading uh card games because i played uh, magic a lot um and uh, RPGs, I'm not so good. It's, it's a wonderful, fantastic world you get in, but I'm not so good and uh, following and and empathy with the characters. So I'm not uh, going to be a good uh, somebody who plays theater, for example. That's awesome. a pity. <laughs> so the last one, I'm not sure if you play video games. If not, we'll... I'll try to think of a different one, but this one is board games that are based on video games. Mm-hmm. Um, that I played some already. Uh, you had some good and some bad, but uh, I like the ID, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Mike. And before we go, can you let our listeners know where they might find more information about Bipolar, the card game, and also if they want to reach out to you, where they might do that? Okay. So for people who want more information about Bipolar, the card game, you can visit my website. 
it's uh, www.bipolarthecardgame.com uh, and there is an English version of it uh, also in Dutch but I don't think m- much listeners will uh, read the Dutch part <laughs> Uh, we have also a Facebook group, also named Bipolar the Card Game, and there is uh, about around uh, more than 400 members at the moment. And for the people who are really interested, I can send you a prototype uh, because I'm still in search for a publisher. But uh, there's a lot of demand already for uh, Bipolar the Card Game, so I going to make some copies on my own and uh, send it to the people who want it. And the money I win with it will go to an organization that helps people with bipolar disorder. Again, Mike, thank you for sharing your time and your insights on this topic. And hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you, Dustin, for your time also. And uh, if anybody has questions, uh, they may always get in contact with me. Thank you for listening in this week. If you like what you heard, be sure to let us know. You can find us on social media as Board Gaming with Education or BGE Games or email us at podcast at boardgamingwitheducation.com. If you want to support our podcast, be sure to check out our support page on our website. As always, teach better, learn more, and most importantly, play more. Thank you for listening and until next time.